1: Spending your time. One of our all time favorites, it's actually her third time on the show. Kat Dennings is here. And she just got engaged, and she has never told the story of the proposal. But I might get her to do that today because we're girlfriends. And maybe, just maybe. We might find out some information about such a romantic moment. I'm so excited. Um, But first, um, we have some important headlines, interesting findings, and news you can use. So let's hit the headlines. All right, it's time for Drew's News, your daily, Stretch on the Good News yoga mat. And with me at the desk is the best co-pilot. There is Ross Mathieu. That's right, we're stretching today. <laughs> hi, hi everybody.
2: Yeah. Hi. I uh, I need to stretch. You, you know, I love you in this dress, I have to say. Oh, it's a, Cute. It's a skirt. So, oh, it's a skirt matching blouse combo. I have to say. Love that.
1: I don't know about anybody here, but I need something to break it up. Whatever this is, this is working. Cute. Thank you, Ros. You're welcome, right. Drew. Well, first up, we've got the sweetest story about actor and dad John Stamos. The blog scary mommy reports that he just posted this video of his son Billy watching his new favorite show. I don't
2: care. I don't this is funny. I didn't like
1: Says that Billy was never interested in Full House. In fact, he was on the show mm-hmm. and he talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, his son is into Full House and I don't know if it has John or people wondering if it has anything to do with maybe Bob Saget above alluring like Billy into his orbit, I don't um, so. but. Recently, Billy has been obsessed.
2: Oh, that's very, very sweet. And like, welcome to the club, Billy. I grew up on, um, on Full House. Did you watch it when you were growing up? I did watch it, yeah, of oh course. Oh my God, have mercy. Yeah. Well, I love the idea that he's showing his son his old show and it made me wonder if your girls had seen any of your movies. Like, I have a list here.
1: Oh, okay. Like, okay, so could I just ask,
2: have they seen E.T.? Uh, yes,
1: um, yes. Um, they, they, they're just—they're not as into it yet, mm. which is weird. But the fortieth anniversary is coming up. Oh yeah! Um, wow. So I know. So <laughs> I think when they saw it, they were just too young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this time when we see it, it's gonna be very meaningful. What about Firestarter? Are you gonna show them that one? They haven't seen Firestarter and I want them to at some point Uh, because I am worried, because already Olive was burning a piece of paper the other day and I was like, I mean, you know when you wanna have a serious (laughs) talk with your child (laughs) yeah, and you're like, I don't even wanna go the angry route because I'm so scared and freaked out that you're gonna burn the house down. I'm gonna go like the, Anomaly, this is gonna freak you out because I'm not coming in like, listen. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, Olive.
2: <laughs> this is so serious. <laughs> That's what you did?
1: Yes. Well,
2: don't show them Firestarter because they'll be like, uh, mom, did you see what you did? Hello. Also,
1: I feel like Olive doesn't need any, she already likes matches and, oh, wow. candles. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I cannot
2: <laughs> show them Firestarter. No, keep her away from me. I am way too flaming for that. I'll just for go that. up like that. <laughs> Keep her away from Uncle Ross. She loves you. I know. She loves know. you. Um, they, Frankie
1: says she will not see Scream until she's 28. 28. She doesn't want to see mom get slashed, but she's really into like, she knows it's all filmmaking and fake, okay. and she's very aware of that, and she's really into technicality. They like fifty first dates. Um, Charlie's they, Angels, have they
2: seen that one? Seen,
1: yeah, and they call them mom movies, but I don't like, which is so cute, it's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my that whole life. It is cute. But I don't force them on them. Like, I, they come to them
2: on their own and naturally. Oh my God, I would so force it on my kids. I'd be, you're gonna watch it and you're gonna praise me. Look at daddy, look, look what I did. <laughs> that's what I would do. Well, oh, I love that. Interesting conversation. I, I
1: know, that's fun. Right? Yeah. Aww,
2: cute. All right, well next we've got the latest iconic film to get a new life on TV. This is so exciting. Deadline reports, Paramount Plus has just started shooting its Grease prequel series. Yes, Grease is the word. It's called Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Cute. And the cast has just been announced with a bunch of new young talent, uh, Marissa Davila, Cheyenne Isabel Wells, and Trisha Fukuhara. And it's set in 1954, which is like four years before the movie. And it promises electrifying dance numbers Choreographed by my friend Jamal Sims, who choreographs on RuPaul's drag race. That's right. And, and Jamal's choreography is, is unmatched. And then the music is done by another friend of mine, Justin Tranter, who's a Grammy-winning producer who's worked with Gaga, Dua Lipa, Justin Bieber, oh my everybody. Gosh. They've got the best of the best. And all I ask is: can I please get a pink lady jacket? Because that's all I ever wanted, please. All right, next up, well and good. Just ask relationship experts one big question, and I want your opinion, Drew. Should your partner be your best friend? Well, their answer, they say, it depends on what you mean by best friend. If you mean one of a number of good friends in your life, then yeah, it is vital to be friends with the person you love. However, if they mean your best friend, as in like the best friend above all others, the only person that fills that role, it may be not so good. And I agree, I think your partner should be one of your best friends, because you need someone who you can talk about your partner to when your partner's <laughs> being annoying, right? And you can't really do that, your I, I'm that for you, although I'm more, I'm your
1: flower girl, but I'm also like- Yeah, she is. You have a life outside of Wellington, I think is what you're, what I'm getting.
2: Absolutely, I think, and I, I think it, it, it can happen that way. When you get in a relationship, you can become very insulated from the outside world. And I think it's important to have really good friends, a group of people, you know, that you can go to and talk to because it's almost like a pressure release from your relationship when you need it.
1: At this point in my life, if, if someone said you are my everything, I would run as fast as possible. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to be everyone's everything. <laughs> I don't think someone should be your everything. I don't call my kids friends. Like I, I always say, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. Yeah. Um, although they are my favorite people to hang out with. Mm -hmm. But like, you shouldn't be friends with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel weirdly the same way (laughs) as like your lover and partner. Like you have to have things that you go outside to bring back in to keep the relationship energized and fresh and full of outside content when you just start like, life forcing off of someone, I think it gets draining and sort of the opposite effect.
2: Totally, and I think you become less of an interesting person when you put all your eggs in one basket. My favorite part of the day is when Welly and I go out, we have our lives and then we come home and debrief about the day.
1: A hundred percent, it's right? too much pressure. You're putting way too much onus on that person then they can take it and giveth and that scares me. Like, mm-hmm. spread yourself around um, as far as, <laughs> outside forces that fill you, yeah. as well as figuring out how to fill yourself. Mm-hmm. But I did not know these things when I was younger. I was like, ah!
2: oh, oh. I love you, I'm
1: gonna die without you. <laughs> that was me yeah. in my teens and 20s. 30s was like, all right, I'm gonna settle down and figure this out. And in my 40s, I'm like, make, spread it, spread it, spread it around. Mm-hmm. But I think this is such a good segue because there's a movie called Together Together and coming on the next segment of our news is the actress who's in it and it's a movie that really kind of actually asks deep and interesting questions about friendship, intimacy, relationships. Her name is Patty Harrison. She is so alluring. I can't take my eyes off of her. And when we come back from the break, she'll be with us at the news desk. We'll be right back. Oh, that's a great (laughs) combo.
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: We're back with more cruise news and a very special guest guest. She's a hilarious one-of-a-kind talent who just received an Independent Spirit Award nomination for her lead performance in Together Together. Here's a clip.
3: I only matter for like the next like nine months or so and you matter for the next 18 plus years. You're like 40 something, so yeah. If I were you, I would not be eating pasta with bacon.
1: Please welcome the ever so alluring Patty Harrison. Yeah.
4: have
1: to be <laughs> you have in this film what I wish I I had and I never have you have like confidence and I'm just so wrapped when I'm watching you not to creep out but sorry you are no
3: that's really nice I think it the I think what is being misconstrued as like poise is just uh, at the start of of every take I just do an anxiety kegel and I hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety Kegel made me laugh. Like make a diamond, yes. just inside make a diamond.
1: God, I need to make more diamonds. I'm making like biscuits and pancakes and all the doughy things. um God. I, are, we have a mutual friend, Robin Fredericks, and you guys just did The Lost City yeah. together, which is the, the Channing the Tatum, City. Sandra Bullock movie that everybody's freaking out oh, for. Oh, you're just, yeah. they, of course, you yeah. are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's a good movie? Cause it looks good. I
3: I think it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. No, I, I'm i so excited for it. I'll che- I'm gonna check out the movie, I guess. Yeah,
1: it, it looks good. I think actually the caper <clears throat> genre is gonna make a comeback because cell phones pretty much destroyed all storytelling. Mm. Like you just pick up the phone and call that person and tell them to get out of harm's way. Yeah. I mean, it is
3: like, Amazing to watch how many movies, like an answering machine was like a plot point, like plot devices, like you had to have an answering machine for that to work and it had to be an answering machine that like screened. Yeah. Like you could listen to the room, like people are hearing it. Uh Now I guess that's like, uh oh, you're accidentally on speakerphone or something. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Think about that, like You've Got Mail would be so much lamer if like Tom Hanks was Like, do you want to FaceTime?
3: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of over. I would love to see You Got Mail, but it's like, grinder ding
2: (laughs) (laughs) You got (laughs) mail.
3: Yeah, oh, mail, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, one thing that
1: doesn't seem to um, sort of change too much is our obsession with relationships. Mm -hmm. And together, together, it's so rich and poignant about friendship, relationships, intimacy, all of that.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, when I first read the script for it, it seemed like it was going to be very formulaic, like older guy meets younger girl and then this unconventional relationship like goes the route that I was like ready to roll my eyes out of my head into space (laughs) for. But it like incorporates a lot of those tropes and a lot of those expectations. Uh, and a like a very subtle package.
1: All right, will you hit some headlines with us,
2: Patty? Yes. Okay, oh my God. great. Right. All, All right, your let's story. hear. It. All right, Patty, listen to this. Were you two? Question: Were you two aware that you can now wear a pair of pants that seamlessly turn into a shoe? What? Yeah. Well, now you can. Just ask Martha Stewart. In style reports, Martha stepped out in these brown leather pants that are part legging, part espadrille. We could call him a Lespadrille, if you will. And this comes on the heels of the jute, which is, of course, the jean boot combo worn by Julia Fox. Now, okay, are you in or are you out? I feel
3: just that, you know, if if Bart Simpson is allowed for his skin and his hair to be one thing, then Martha Stewart can wear her Espadrill pants. Fair
1: point, All All day you're right. Long, baby. Thank you. I did not. When I heard Martha Stewart was wearing this look, I didn't know what to picture, and then I saw the picture. And I say this to you all the time, Martha, you're so hot. So hot. You're so hot. Yeah. I flirt with you, Mm -hmm. I make it uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and these pants are just chef's kiss.
2: Yeah. Would you wear
1: them? Not a chance. (laughs) No. I will not be wearing a jute or a
2: lespedril or any of it anytime soon. I would wear a jute tomorrow if we had one. Are you Martha, send me yours, please. Right. I would look good in jute. Well, juke. Patty, you have the next story. Okay, well. Best Life
3: talked to dating experts who say there's one piece of clothing you should never wear. I don't know first what this date. is. I'm Can nervous and excited. Never wear on well, a
2: first date. Yeah. Um, I a, wanted it to a be a fanny surprise. pack. Fanny pack. uh, How dare you, as you said. How dare you? Fanny pack, scrunchie, uh, Uggs, uh, uh, bonnet.
3: (laughs) I mean, all of this, I think you're you're describing my type. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's a white shirt. They say it's a magnet for dirt or whatever you're trying to get from the plate to your mouth. Mm -hmm. So best to leave that stressor at home
2: I don't agree. You don't? No. I, I, I feel like a white shirt is a magnet for chili, any barbecue sauce. If I'm wearing it, it's gonna be on. Anyone else spill yeah. on themselves? You wear a white shirt. <laughs> That's why I wear patterns.
1: Well, I like stain removal, so I wish more people would wear white t-shirts because I would just, and they get stains, I get all up in there and start fixing it.
3: I think, I really think that's like, you know, a barometer for the quality of the soul of the person you're on a date with, because, you know, we're almost, we're gonna be three years into a pandemic soon, and if someone doesn't have like, stains or marinara sauce on their shirt, that's a red flag. Oh my God. If (laughs) someone's not fully in a diaper, at this point, three years into a pandemic, that's a red flag.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I swear, also,
1: it's like that Taylor Swift lyric. She's like, you've got that like, slick back, white t-shirt, like red classic lip, yeah. there is, the white yeah. t-shirt is hot. Yeah. Don't stop wearing those. It's not, but
2: if it's stained, it's not. Right. <laughs> I guess I see your point.
1: Thank but again, you. that's where I would get involved and excited. <laughs> um, well, Patty Harrison, you are such a joy and a pleasure to hang out with. And you're just like, I can't take my eyes off of you on screen. I really can't. And uh, Together Together is on Hulu. Um, and then you can also catch her in The Lost City, which is going to be out March 25th. So, um, we're watching, we're cheering you on, and thank you so much for coming here. Will you come back? Right. Yes,
2: thank you. Please do. And I'm gonna watch together, together, we we'll are right back. back. it so
1: Money makes the world go round, but managing it can make our heads spin. So here's some smart advice from
0: someone we love. Hi Drew, I'm Farnoosh, and here's today's money moment. Saving money is important now more than ever, and shoring up cash can be as simple as making a few phone calls. The trick is to be proactive. The savings won't arrive on your doorstep. You need to make the call. For example, credit card companies are reducing interest rates, eliminating fees, and allowing some customers to defer monthly payments. Just dial the 800 number on the back of your card and ask about any and all types of financial relief. Your cable company could also drop your rate, especially with so much competition out there. They don't want to lose your business. Simply asking customer service, how can I save on my cable bill this month, could lead to discounts and deals, maybe even a free month's worth of service finally, if you're driving your car less these days, then you probably shouldn't be paying the same for car insurance. And while some companies are automatically reducing bills for customers, you may want to call and confirm. You could save as much as 15% a month. Gosh, that makes so much sense!
1: guest is incredibly funny, smart, beautiful, and just one of my favorite people on the planet. She's actually been on the show, this is her third time. And she's also the star of the feel-good show, Dollface, amongst many other of her amazing credits. Roll the clip.
4: They're all taking
5: flights to their future, just like you two have to do. Well, we just wanna stay together. You won't be able to figure out where you're meant to go if you worry about that too much, kitten. What do you mean? That makes no sense with that friendship stuff you told me to do a year ago. Are you saying being a woman means you're constantly faced
1: with unfair contradictions about the way you act? Please welcome back to the show the wonderful, the beautiful, my girl crush, Pat Denning. Cat. I brought little Kitty here for you. I thought maybe we were gonna see Millie, but I hear she's having a moment.
5: Millie does not like the spotlight at all. She doesn't like the camera. If she sees me coming towards her with my phone or something, she leaves the room.
1: Well, this is um, little Kitty and I just rescued her. so <laughs> it's <laughs> And she's a frisky one, but I brought her in honor of Millie. And congratulations on your extremely exciting engagement. Oh,
5: flash of the ring. Let's see it. May I see it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beauty. It's, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's great. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And um, he's a sweet baby angel. And he's a, that, that photo, really looks like he has a girl hand, but that's my hand, don't worry about it. <laughs> The way that you love him is so
1: sweet and romantic. I feel like I get the love vibes through the way that you share your love for him. Like there's such an adoration and appreciation. (laughs) And I, I feel that's so important in relationships. I love the way you love him.
5: Well, I'm 35. So I waited a very, very, you know, good chunk of time to get married and I, I'm so glad I waited till I found the right person. It's really hard. Everybody goes through, you know, this nightmarish time of life looking for that person or not, whatever floats your boat. But I am i feel very lucky and um, he's the, he's the best.
1: May I ask yeah. about your engagement? Like, I remember when you announced it and I was so excited. What was it like?
5: We had a special moment that makes me believe in magic. Um, We were doing kissing um, (laughs) (laughs) and we had like a shared feeling. Um, I felt this intense feel, you know, this thing that I was like, this is the, this is my person. This is it. I can't live without him. This is, this is the man I'm supposed to be with. And we looked at each other and we both proposed at the same time. I <laughs> not planned, um, no knee down. I don't even remember what happened after that. We just, we were like, should we get married? And we are like, yes. And then I just burst into tears. It was like, I never thought I, I had it in me, you know cause I'm a, kind of a toughie. Um, but I did, I, I wept happy tears. I felt this sense of relief that I've I've done it, like I made it through the wilderness and I found this incredible person and, and it, yeah, no one believes me, but I assure you that's what happened. Oh, I believe it. You went from a toughie to a softie. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, I it love it. Happen. You deserve it so much. And like, I've seen you do little makeovers. Um, does he like being made over?
5: Yes, he's a very patient person. Um, I don't know if if this audience has had the unfortunate pleasure to watch this makeover I did on him. Uh, On Instagram, I did a bridal makeup tutorial, but instead of me doing it, it's him. Yes. Yes. A patient. (laughs) Your eye makeup on him is so good. You know, I should have glued on the false lashes, but it,
1: that was a bridge too far. I, I want to ask you about cutting bangs. Um, I love how you just go for it and bust out the full do-it-yourself DIY bangs. Did you like it? Were you into rocking it, or were you like, "God, grow out as soon as possible"?
5: Huge mistake. I don't recommend doing <laughs> it. Don't do it. Look at how bad that look. It looks so bad. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, no, you I, can uh, never look bad. No, I mean, it was choppy. It was bad. It would remember we've been in a pandemic. So I was like, I need a change. I have, I'm so sick of looking at myself. I need something to be different. I watched a bunch of tutorials and I just chopped and it looked so bad. And to be honest with you, I have like a forehead vein that I focused on that I was just trying to cover up. And it did work for that, but. Fashion-wise and like something about my face shape, I just looked like my own grandfather.
1: (laughs) Well, your grandfather's hot then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, The last time we were together, you were growing a garden. How is the garden?
5: Well, the garden is garbage. Um, It was great last year. And then I got victimized by a pack of raccoons. There were six raccoons because I have my cameras, you know, and I was like, what is going on? Because I would go outside in the morning to water my garden and there would just be things, plants all over the place, like holes, dirt everywhere. I was like, what happened in here? It looked like like a human being came and like dug everything out. I looked at my cameras and it was six huge raccoons flying across the lawn, going to the beds and just like they didn't even eat the vegetables. That was the worst part. They just like ransacked it for pleasure? Yeah, I don't know what their end game is and I'm still trying to figure it out. They just like threw away all these beautiful organic hand grown vegetables and they just didn't eat them. And I'm assuming they buried some, you know, valuables or something in there.
1: Well, you tell those raccoons that they better stay away from your garden or I'm gonna come
5: and kick their you know what's. Well, I will and I'm sure they will listen to me, but I am sprouting sprouts right now. I am doing seedlings. I am not giving up. I will prevail. Don't give up. Don't give up. And maybe a little fencing. Oh, you think I haven't thought of fencing? (laughs) I put fence in the beds around the edges and I covered it in like sheets and like bird wires, they ripped it all out. They're very strong.
1: <laughs> now, I would love to ask you, which is so crazy, this is the third time, um, before we get to Dollface. this is the third time we've done this show together and I never talked to you about doing Sex in the City.
5: Oh my God!
1: Well, I love uh, you in Sex in the City. Oh, I, I love it. you in that episode so much. What was it like, Give Me Fly on the Wall? What was that
5: like? Well, it was amazing. First of all, I was, I think 13, maybe 14. Uh, I was a, oh God. Look look, at the look look on your face. Look at the look on your face. I was a fetus. I didn't know what the show was. My mom and I took a cab from Penn Station to my audition. I was like, this is a weird show. It has the word sex in it. I don't know, whatever. And when it was time for the show to air, we didn't have cable, so my mom got cable and all my like little girl friends came over to, with their moms to watch the show. And if oh. you remember that this is one of the most messed up episodes of <laughs> Sex and <in> the City. <laughs> was, my mom like ran to turn it off. Like it was so to everyone's mom was like, oh. it was. But at the time, I just thought it was cool and doing some TV show that I had never heard of. And I got to wear pretty outfits and have my hair done. And everyone was really nice to me. And, be <laughs> and so
1: sassy, yes.
5: And Michael Patrick King was there, uh, who I later worked for, who created Two Broke Girls. Yes. So that was interesting. Uh, cool. Input.
1: I mean, That that is an origin story for sure. Um, Okay, tell me about Dollface. This is the second season of this show. What is it about Dollface that speaks to you or that you get to do differently?
5: Well, you know, I am a real sucker for like feel good stuff. I've done, you know, a lot of fun, amazing things, but there's just something about the warmth and coziness of this show. and. Um, The cast is just the most incredible group of women and I love them so much. Brenda Song is one of my best friends in the world and that chemistry really translates. I mean, you can't fake that kind of thing. So that's really fun for people to watch. And um, yeah, season one left off with my character Jules um, ruining someone's wedding and then uh, exposing a song's character, Madison's boyfriend, as being the husband of my boss. (laughs) So I blew everything up, essentially. And this season begins with me going into the office for the first time after the pandemic, uh, assuming that I'm going to be fired, but instead I get promoted. So...
1: Well, if anybody tries to mess with your wedding, you call me and I will meet them in a dark alley at a very late hour. And I will take them down. I will give them the raccoon treatment. Thank you so much. I was thinking of having a raccoon officiate. So we'll see how that goes. Thank you so much, Kat. I love you so much. Season two of Dollface is available now on Hulu and we will be right back.
0: One of my favourite black owned businesses is a company called Trap Yoga Bay which is run by a woman called Brittany Floyd Mayo and she is a young black queer single mother and she has started this incredible and inclusive yoga movement where you know the yoga space is something that we predominantly associate for reasons I cannot understand with thin, white women mostly and she has diversified it and democratized it. And she uses track music to make it unpretentious and fun and free. And so it feels like you're going to the club and yet getting this great meditative workout. And so she makes sure that there are women of all different racial backgrounds and all different sizes who walk out of her classes feeling amazing. And there need to be more and more people like her within the yoga space, but within every space.
1: That's right, we're back here with my culinary bestie, Chef Pilar Valdez! Hi everyone, hey And Shihai. And uh, we're here with a delicious meal for your family that only takes seven minutes. And that is a time I can get behind. And to prove it to you, we have a timer set, okay? which is always
4: a little intimidating, but I actually true. really like this challenge. It's true. I, I mean, we had a lot of fun with the other one, so this is gonna be really exciting. And this recipe is actually in our cookbook, Rebel Homemaker. That's right, right here, Rebel Homemaker. and.
1: I've tried different uh, shrimp scampies around the world because it's one of my favorite dishes, but it wasn't until Pilar that I dared to try to understand how to actually attack one in real life and yep. cook it. So, the timer will start the minute I say let's begin. Pilar, are your engines ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm ready too.
4: Let's begin. All right, so first up, we're adding our olive oil to the pan. So Drew, you're gonna do around two tablespoons and you're gonna swirl it around and make sure that gets nice and warmed up. And I'm gonna adjust my heat a little bit. so turn that's it down. Yeah, turn it down a little bit. You want and like a then, medium heat? Yeah, medium to high, I think. And then you're gonna add your chili flakes and your sliced garlic. So give that a good swirl. And that's gonna go for about 30 seconds to 45 seconds. And you don't wanna, you're not burning the garlic. You're basically having the garlic perfume the oil. Perfume! And it's basically, as soon as the garlic kind of starts to get a little sticky, you're gonna see it like go a little translucent. That's when you know you're gonna pull it out. But in the meantime, Drew, you have some peeled, uh, and deveined and cleaned head-on shrimp parked right beside you. I do, right here. And we're just gonna season one side of the shrimp. So these are head-on. If people don't wanna do heads-on, you can totally do a, a larger shrimp uh, head-off. Just make sure that uh, they're peeled. I love a head-on shrimp. Um, I think it has a lot more flavor and it's a lot more fun to eat with my hands. So Drew, I fished out with your little slotted spatula, your garlic so it doesn't burn. I hate burnt garlic, I really do. It just makes me mad and it makes me feel like a culinary failure. And we're gonna come back to the garlic shortly. Um, so now your pan is clean. That slotted spoon is you really You want good. one of these in your kitchen. It's Drew, a game changer. We're laying down the shrimp. All right, here we go. All right, and you want that shrimp, lay it down, the seasoned side down first. And then when they're all in the pan, there's that good sizzle. I have a little bit of a wet towel. I'm gonna wipe my hand, shake it around, and then you're gonna season the second side. And the reason why I don't wanna do both sides at the same time is because I don't wanna keep handling my shrimp. The heads on tend to pop off occasionally, and I'm really trying my best. To keep them on. How I'm not you doing? gonna lie, I've never made this dish without my heads rolling. We're, we're gonna see. I <laughs> think they're gonna get there. Because
1: I'm not delicate about anything. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm a rough, I I'm, I'm sensitive and, and gentle and loving, but I I'm like, I'm a I'm a rough and tumbler. You're doing
4: great there though. Ooh, Thank that's you. Spicy. All right, so I'm gonna peek on the other side and the great thing about shellfish is that it's gonna tell you when it's cooked. It's gonna change color, as you can see here, it starts to change color. Pink! And then it's gonna have a little bit of um, spots and uh, like caramelization. So I'm just taking this little spatula tool, a palette knife, and flipping them over. Look at that, look at how beautiful Gorgeous. that is!
1: I just made that! I trust me, if I can do it, you can do it because I'm not a culinary slo- snob. I was about to say culinary slob. Actually, <laughs> I am a culinary slob. But I'm not a culinary snob. And I want to encourage people to get out of
4: their fear and get into their comfort zone. All right, Drew, All right, add your pats of butter. We're going to do two tablespoons. I'm um, moving on. And then you're going to put. I have a third of a cup of white wine and Drew, you have a non-alcoholic substitute. I do because I don't drink alcohol and sometimes it doesn't cook down
1: enough mm-hmm. and then I get that taste and it's like, that's not what I want. Yep. Um, but I will serve you a glass of wine, I just don't want to cook with it. So, so I'm doing
4: um, water and... Mm-hmm. Apple cider vinegar. That's the trick, Yep. And then I'm throwing in that garlic that I rescued earlier. That you rescued. I rescued it. <laughs> that garlic in distress. <laughs> and then I'm gonna squeeze half a lemon into the sauce. I'm gonna save the other half of the lemon because I'm gonna taste the sauce a little later. It might not need it. But it might. It might, so, it might. You so I'm to save prepared. it. you have prepared, you've got it. A backup plan. Uh So that's just cooking. And basically, what you're looking for with a shrimp is for all of it to be um, completely the same color, like that nice pink rosiness. And to the touch, it's gonna be slightly firm. So a raw shrimp is gonna feel a little, have more give and be more soft. And this one is gonna be nice and firm, and I think we're almost there. My shrimp is pretty much cooked. Drew, how are you doing over there? My shrimp is cooked. All right, so all you're gonna do, actually, is remove the shrimp. You're gonna keep that sauce going.
1: Remove the
4: shrimp. Lovely. Remove it with love and care. Love and care. Hey, Drew, you have all your heads on. Can you believe it? It's a first. There's a first for everything, man. Today,
1: I was like, today's the day, Pilar, that I, I am not gonna botch this. Some days you good. just wake up on the, I'm not gonna lose my head's side of the bed, <laughs> if you know what I mean.
4: So I'm gonna give my sauce a quick taste. I think it needs to reduce a little bit. Mine's, I don't want mine to reduce anymore, I don't think, because Ooh, I, mine's like really. That's delicious. I'm gonna do a little bit of salt. Mm. Mine needs a little salt, too. Yeah. All right. And then two finishing actions. You pour that beautiful sauce all over the scampi.
5: Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. This is
4: also where I wish I had a little bit of a silicone um,
1: Spatula, yeah. Because then you can really get and scrape every little juicy bit out of
4: there. Absolutely. Don't miss anything. And then we just finish it off with some chopped parsley. Garnish makes all the difference. It really does. You ready? Look at that. What's the timer? What's the timer? So we did it! Seven minutes! We did it. Ah, (laughs) We did it! Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like, I wanna dig in. This makes me so happy.
1: (laughs) It does. Are we going hands in? I'm going hands in and guess what?
4: Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. But I'm right in on the head. That is delicious. The butter. It's buttery. It's sweet and nice. I have too. Oh, you go ahead. It's so, so delicious. And that shrimp at seven I... minutes is cooked perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, so you have more sauce than I do. And I want that sauce. You're, ha- uh, no. <laughs> So good. It's so good.
1: Hello, thank you for teaching me and all of us how to make one of the most glorious dishes and make it so easy, simple, and
4: doable. Thank you for having me. Thank you for cooking along. I love you. Love you. I love and you. And for the recipes, go to the website. Mm hmm. DrewBarrymoreShow.com. Mm. Mm. And it's also in our cookbook, Rebel Homemaker. Yes, it is! <laughs> and you two can-
2: We want to play a quick roundup: truth or dare. <laughs> All right, Jackie Schlein. Hi, Jackie.
1: Hi. That's Jackie that's Schlein. Hi. Look how cute you look. Very aligned. Bow blouse. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I styled after you. Tall today. boot? That was
1: the plan. Oh so my God. Yes. I know. I, this I, know. <laughs> I can
2: totally see you in that.
1: Hashtag twinning.
2: <laughs> cute. All right, what's it going to be, Jackie? Is it a druth or a dare? I'm going to go with the druth. Okay. Ooh.
0: Okay, so my question is, what is the most embarrassing
2: text you've ever sent? Uh, one time I was put in charge of putting together a dinner party with friends and I invited everybody and I invited the wrong people. <laughs> uh, and, and rather than tell them like, oops, I didn't mean to invite you, I just let them come. And guess what? It was a huge hit and now we're all friends. <laughs> but oopsie, my bad, but it worked. Well. I like your text, Ms. Happ Ross. Uh-huh. It Did you ever admit to any of them? Not. They're probably watching right now. And they yeah. have no idea it's them. Nope, and uh, welcome to the family.
1: <laughs> all right, well thank you so much everybody for choosing to spend your time with us. We all make this show for you. So take it with you.